Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Russell and Kaylee Dickerson are here today. They are some of our sweet friends that I cannot wait for you to hear from. Russell is a singer-songwriter who you need to listen to right this second if you haven't already heard some of his hits. And Kaylee is a podcast host of Coffee with Kaylee, which you also need to listen to immediately. They are joining us today to talk about marriage, and I cannot wait to share what they have to say. Let's hop in. Welcome to Wild Confidence, Russell and Kaylee Dickerson. How are y'all today? Hey. You are Michael Jackson today. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are here during nap time, enjoying some some alone time with our girl Ainsley. Yes. Retweet on nap time timing. Isn't that convenient that we can do that? No, this podcast is brought to you by nap time. And by nap time, yeah. our son is throwing a party in his crib right now. As he would being your son. Yes. 100. We don't sleep much. Yep. There he is. Having a party. Just hanging out. Yeah. Okay. So um, this season of Wild Confidence is all about dating, relationships, engagement, marriage, all the things. So I was like, obviously, we need to talk to you, Russell and Kaylee, about how to have a thriving marriage. I know that y'all have talked about it quite a bit um, over the years. And I know that we have talked about it quite a bit over mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. Um, y'all and me and Justin at the kitchen table or wherever. So I asked Instagram all the questions that they have for y'all and there's a good, a good number and there's, um, some great questions. So we're just going to hop right into them and go from there. How do y'all feel? Let's dive in. All right. Let's dive in. Okay. So the first thing is now, okay. I'm just going to ask them. The thing is that I know the answer. So I need to like, not, I need to not, (laughs) I need to let you answer it. So what are some things that you prioritize in marriage? Go for it, honey. Dive in the deep end. Oh, wow. Uh, quality time. <laughs> yes, that is true. Sex. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, is quality time one of your love languages? Hers. Uh-huh. Okay, it's okay. okay. He didn't realize it, but it is. Okay. <laughs> It's I'm physical touch words of F all day, <laughs> yeah. every day. Well, we prioritize love languages. Yes. We prioritize spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Um, we prioritize family time and not letting the whole world tell us what our calendar should be. Mm-hmm. Instead of blocking off, like blocking off time, scheduling. The calendar is a beautiful thing. Ah. Scheduling a date night, scheduling a trip, scheduling something before before someone else does you know what I mean because it'll just fill up with any and everything yeah so getting the calendar locked in Mm -hmm. is a uh it's a huge thing the old google cow we're not real good at it we mess up at it all of the time because one (laughs) of us forgets to put something in or whatever um we prioritize yeah we do little vacations we try to like grab them when we can Mm -hmm. Like we're like, he had a show in Orlando this week 
So we added a day and before and after of doing like a little Disney trip with our son and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Walks, Mm. family walks. We prioritize those. Um, We get a lot of talks on our walks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's solid. So I want to talk about two of the things that you just mentioned, and it's prioritizing the spiritual health and then the calendar. But let's do calendar first, because that probably won't take as long. (laughs) So whenever whenever you're talking about calendar, so you both have access to one calendar and then you put things on it, or is that how that works? And then you just- Yeah, yeah, so in Google Cal, you can have like 12 different calendars. So there's Mm -hmm. like- an R and K calendar and there's my, you know, RD calendar Jewelry with calendar. all the phoners and the shows and the meetings and this and that. And then ours is a different color of like date night or, you know, any, anything mm-hmm. like that. And we both have both. We both have all calendars. We added a Remington calendar when you started swim lessons and <laughs> yeah, everything's different colors. Birthdays are a different color. Mm-hmm. I chose a color scheme that was calming because our when you look at our calendar, it's very overwhelming. And if it's like reds and oranges, it feels stressful. So it's all like yeah. spa colors. It's like lavender, <laughs> eucalyptus. <laughs> Mine is not that way. It's whatever was standard from Google. <laughs> Ross is the primary colors because those are the yeah. options. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Roy G. Viv. Roy G. Viv. That's amazing. Okay. We just started that actually the other day. So um, I'm pretty excited to know how this goes. It's very helpful. We didn't really need one until we were both working from home with a child. And then now we're like, yeah. let's let's do a shared calendar. Yeah. yeah. And then like when I'm scheduling my stuff, I try to plan it for when he's not working so that I don't have to have a babysitter and we can both, you know, cover each other. Tag team. Yeah. Tag team. Yep. Okay. So then whenever it comes to the spiritual health, what does that practically look like on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis or whatever? Nothing is the same. Practically looks like chasing a kid around (laughs) while the other one has tried to have squeeze in a quiet time. There's, there's a verse. I, I literally was laying in bed trying to find it last night that my trainer read because it's called praying exercise. So we exercise and then we have a little Devo. And there was this verse, it was Love about, it. it was talking about the graces for a new parent or something are many. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like God yeah. understands that you're chasing around a kid all day and you're 24 seven devoted to this, keeping this human being alive. Yeah. Uh, and I feel that we feel that every new parent feels that. And so we're kind of in the spot where he can still be like playing around his little playroom and we can squeeze in a quiet time, get a little, you know, read, read while he's just playing. So that, I mean, honestly, it's not, it's not this, we disappear into our prayer closet for three hours and get on our face kind of thing. You know, it's like, we, we just kind of, if she's reading in the other room, like I'll try to take rim dog feed him or play with him whatever and vice versa like this morning like I was I was having a little QT while she was getting ready for her podcast and it was I mean that's like that's practically what it looked like yeah I think we had to learn that it wasn't like this checklist thing that like if you've accomplished it you're a good Christian for the day and like God's gonna bless you like we had to kind of unlearn that and 
more than anything, I felt closer to God in a, this time that I can't possibly earn it. And we've been church the least in our lives. Yeah. And I think part of maybe why there's graces for new new parents is because I understand so much more of the heart of God as a parent than I did beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in some ways I feel more loved and less like I have to perform because I'm seeing it through such a different lens of like, what if my son thought he had to do all of these things to earn my favor, to earn my love, to earn my approval, mm-hmm. that would be devastating to me. And I just feel like even in this space, it's been harder, but like beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. We also prioritize praying together for sure. Like mm-hmm. on our walks or in our kitchen or like we used to do it every day. And I like goals, hashtag goals would like to get back to that, but it, you know, every day looks different, mm-hmm. but that was a really like effective thing in our lives that I felt like things really shifted yeah. when the two of us prayed together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like before, before we were crazy busy and before things started taking off, it's like we had a lot of downtime. So we had, we had our wall of Jericho in the middle of our house and we just mm-hmm. walked around it and prayed in spirit and prayed mm-hmm. together and prophesied things into our lives that we were believing for and yeah. just prayed for every, I mean, everything. Yeah. I feel like we dug some wells, deep wells that mm-hmm. were like still drawing from in that season of having nothing going on. Yeah, that's good. I I will say that I've also noticed in the season of new parenthood, I've had, or like even like late pregnancy, I've had more dreams and more words for people mm, that, yeah. that just were out of an overflow, I guess, because I, I, and I, and I, and that's when you really know, like, I definitely, this ain't for me because yeah. I've been complaining <laughs> and sleep like, you know, like I've not been in the word of God at all, but then I'll get like a dream and I literally will text him like, oh my God, so this is this crazy pregnancy dream, like <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, that was prophetic. And yeah. I was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. oh, that it truly has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Like as long as I am open and willing, it doesn't really matter what your timeline looks like, because as long as your devotion is there and your heart is you know, in mm-hmm. that position, he's going to move through you. Yeah. So I'm really glad you brought that verse up to Russ. I want to. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I like, no, I can't like, I, for the love of me, I cannot find what verse it is. But I mean, when you, <laughs> I click, like I search like new parent graces verse. And it's like all these, for I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like yeah. all these. And I'm like, I can't dig through 87 verses. <laughs> right. To, you know, the I mean? cliche ones that you grew up right. on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of praying together every day. I mean, it, that's really difficult. So that would, I mean, and I assume that's really difficult. I think that'd be really difficult mm-hmm. for us too, mm-hmm. but um, drawing from the wells that you've already kind of put in place or like uh, operating in the overflow, I think is awesome. And that y'all have already yeah. built that foundation. Mm-hmm. That's such good advice for new uh, newlyweds, right? Like if you are newlyweds, you need to put these practices in place now because life does not get <laughs> less. It doesn't yeah. get less. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, uh, it, it's an intimate, it's an intimate thing mm-hmm. praying already. And then praying with your partner, with your spouse is another level of intimacy that you let them into, you know, yeah. of what you're struggling with or what you need help with or 
stuff like that. It's definitely that that's that's probably at the top of spiritual relational health. Y'all, it is happening. I am so excited to finally bring you the book that I've been working on called Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude. It is a guide to raise your standards, realize your worth, and remove shame from the dating game. I'm writing this book on a mission that girls everywhere will embrace a wild confidence in their identity in Christ and fulfill the calling that God has placed on their lives. Y'all, it's time to raise the bar, link arms, and fix our crowns. The book is now available for pre-order on Amazon, and it officially comes out August 2nd. So whenever y'all are um, communicating, I guess, do y'all have similar communication styles or is it different? Yeah. I mean, she's like the master communicator. (laughs) What does that mean? We 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 have different communicating styles in that I, he has ADD. I was literally about to say this. <laughs> I have my, I have, I'll, I'll, I got Go ahead. it. So I have ADHD. So my brain, what I've learned about ADHD, it doesn't mean that like I'm physically running and bouncing, jumping off the walls at all. Sometimes I am, but my brain moves like a hundred times faster than normal. So the words I say, in my brain, I've said a paragraph, you know, but the words I've said are like half a sentence. <laughs> and so I'm like, you get it right. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, She's like, I'm you've gonna... literally said three words. <laughs> I'm going to need to know how we got here. And, and so I think that's maybe why our relationship works because I do really enjoy communicating and like pulling things out of people. Mm-hmm. And so I personally enjoy that adventure with him mm-hmm. of like, okay, you just said this, but I know there's an entire trail of breadcrumbs that got us here. Can yeah. you take me on this journey yeah. with you? And it's really helpful. And then he's like, oh, I didn't say that. I'm like, no, no, you didn't say that out loud at all. That was all up here. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, but we overall, like in a, in a fight or neither of us are like raise your voice people. We are, mm-hmm. we definitely remain calm um we are conflict avoidant which is a problem that we have that in common mm-hmm. um but I had to learn how to dive into hey my feelings are hurt I need to express this because in order that's why I, I prioritize physical intimacy because I can't have that without being open and honest and so that like if you're mad at each other you're not having sex right right and so I'm like well if we're gonna have sex and I know what you meant. Yeah, like I, I need to talk about this. I, I need to talk about it. This hurt my feelings, or I feel not prioritized, or. Yeah. But we we're big fans of therapy, and I feel like they've given good tools that we utilize. Like I hear you saying this, but my, the narrative I'm telling myself is, or I hear you that this, this, and this, and I feel that you know the tools. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to make a really big generalization here, but I feel like that is a lot easier for women to be like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. So Russ, how did you adjust to that? Have you adjusted to that? I think from what I have seen, you have done a good job, but I want to know like, how was that adjustment for you? And what can, let's say new husbands learn from how, how can that work for them? 
Yeah, I feel like to do that faster. Yeah, I feel like at first in our marriage, when she would say, "Hey, this really hurt my feelings when you did or said this," and I would immediately get offensive and stand up for myself and be like, "Well, this is where I'm coming from," so blah blah blah, instead of being like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you misunderstood that or that I did." screw up that I did say this or do that um as opposed to immediately getting defensive I mean that's I feel like that's a natural response it's like well well I'm entitled to my feelings too and I am (laughs) but like what's what's the win here me voicing my frustration with because she's frustrated too now or just like hey I'm so sorry. I I did not mean it that way. Or I was a, I'm sorry. I was a bleep, you know, <laughs> I will work on trying to be better at this. Yeah. And I think it's like, you're not, it's not a frustration off or like an emotional off. Mm-hmm. And that was something we had to learn too, as new parents, it's not a who's more tired. Right, because you're both exhausted. So that wasn't that was a new that's a new thing to like. Well, I'm tired. Well, I'm tired. Yeah, we're both Uh, tired. Okay, we're both exhausted. Who's no one's gonna win this? Who's more tired? Right. Battle. I'm gonna be honest. It's the female every time. Okay. So like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, we're hashing this out right now, huh? You know, but like, there's no point. There's just no point in in being like we heard a sermon a long time ago. It's better to be one than the one that won. And that really mattered to us. And the same same thing. It's like, well, if I'm more tired, then we're not one. Like, we're both exhausted. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's been the transition, too, of, like, me getting back into working and touring and writing and recording is, like, I'm going off all day and working. But she's also at home working, keeping a kid alive, you know? And, and so... And working. Yeah. And so it's like, it's a, it's a balance. It's hard to, and, and there's just no winner in the, mm-hmm. the tired off. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone recently and I was like, I cannot figure out this balance of working, watching her with Justin working, you know, da, 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 all this stuff. And they're like, you're never going to find that balance because there's no balance to that. Mm-hmm. It's always yeah. just, and yeah. the things that you used to be able to be rigid in, you just have to be fluid. And the second yeah. that you just kind of release, like, okay, I have literally 15 minutes to get in this headspace and to snap back out. Yeah. It's like insane. Yeah. How- and it's it's like, and there's like deeper level, like sometimes you just gotta dig deep. Like I've I was I was at this writing camp all week. And like, yeah, I'm exhausted. I've been, my, my brain is absolutely scrambled eggs. Yeah. And, but I get home and it's like, all right, it's fam time. You know, like, I'm not just going to go veg out on the couch. Like you have to dig deep and it's not what you want to do sometimes. Like sometimes you just want to shut off, watch whatever. And, but like dinner needs to be made. Kitchen needs to be clean. <laughs> kids need to be fed. And you just got to dig deep sometimes. Yeah. Yes, that is resonating with my soul. And like it's Friday. Yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, there's not. <laughs> and yeah. And 
My kid didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. So you also said something I want to circle back to about being conflict avoidant. Mm -hmm. And I think that a, that is true, especially in um, early marriages. I think like that's just generally true because you're still trying to be polite. Mm -hmm. Um, B that is true for a lot of Enneagram types. Mm -hmm. more Enneagram types are conflict avoidant than not. So speaking to um, the conflict avoidant types, including me and Justin are so conflict avoidant. How do you um, overcome the, the root fear that's associated with that conflict avoidance? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, y'all are the Enneagram experts here, especially you, (laughs) but I feel like, so avoiding the conflict in general is my, our personality types, Mm -hmm. but then once there is a conflict that stresses me out and I'm like, I can't, I can't live like this. Like I want to be happy. I want to be like, I want to go about our lives and get, get this over with. So that's when I'm like, okay. I'm usually the one who's like, okay, we, we got to sit down. We got to talk this out. We got to figure, figure out what's going on. And, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. So I got to fix it. Well, I think that's because you're a healthy seven. I withdraw and I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to go take a nap and forget about mm-hmm. this and I'll be over it by morning, which is also how I was raised. And it was like, no one really hashed it out. We just all went to bed and the next morning no one talked about it. Um, But I think learning that there's more intimacy on the other side of conflict, that it actually doesn't push you apart. It pulls you together. It makes it worth it to us. Um, For me, especially because I, and that's why as a newlywed, I prioritized, I was like, we're going to have sex every day. And that was just like a goal. No one told me to have, he, he didn't even know that that was like in my head at first. Um, and that pushed me to be vulnerable emotionally, if I was going to be vulnerable physically. And I needed that. And I think going through that as newlyweds, A, super fun, having sex every day. So. And B, <laughs> learning that intimacy wasn't going to, because in our dating relationship, conflict did push him away. And it did stress him out because he was committophobe. And so if it got hard, it was just more reason to not be committed to something. And so I had to learn he was a safe place and he wasn't going anywhere. There's a lot of stuff we learned pretty early. And through that, the, the intimacy that you gained by figuring it out and being honest and teaching each other how to love you, like teaching each other how to love each other was imperative because we didn't create we, we realized there was some book we read that was like the first year of marriage is the wet cement year and like what you put into practice in this year will ripple out through your marriage mm-hmm. oh and so I was like yeah I'm, I only want to put handprints in this that are things that I want to live on in our marriage mm-hmm. and we did we did that we were really intentional about that that's good I really like that. I really like the idea of intimacy being on the other side of conflict, because I think mm-hmm. that we we don't look past conflict a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. We see it staring at us and we're like, oh, this is the big ugly bear. Like this is staring mm-hmm. at us. It's going to eat us alive. We're not going to make yeah. it 
all of these things that are I'm scared of are going to be true, but really what the beautiful thing is on the other side of that. So if you can just get through that, what's waiting on the other side is so fruitful and you just learn more about the other person. I mean, it's, it's just, it's getting to know the other person too, continually over and over and over and new things that, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still learning. I I was about to say how many years we've been married, but I have no idea. Six. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's a test Um, (laughs) well yeah I also think too like anything with God he talks about pruning and yeah it's true in marriage too like you have to prune the dead things and in order that your marriage bears more fruit like hey this system that we've created isn't isn't working for us like us being at every single birthday party we're invited to this is not working for us this is causing death in us because we have nothing left to give like we need to start pruning back and choosing what we're saying yes to and there's oh and I think conflict is part of the pruning process it's like hey this thing hurts my feelings when you act this way this branch needs some pruning we need to cut this out of our marriage like speaking like this or anything Mm -hmm. like that yeah that is good if you just need a little more guidance on how to stay productive and get everything you need to stay on track and achieve your goals, I have created a field guide for you. If you head to my website, ainsleybritton.com and you click on field guides, it'll take you right to the how to stay productive field guide and it will be everything you need to achieve your goals and chase your dreams. Um, A question just popped in my head that I feel like somebody um, is wondering and it's how do you start a conversation with your significant other about what you're experiencing spiritually. Does that make sense? Like, how do you bring that up about like, let's say they're newlyweds, let's say, and one of them is quote unquote, spiritually stronger than the other. How does that person bring that conversation up? I don't feel like I can even really speak to that because you are always a safe place to talk about spiritual Mm -hmm. things. Like that's not, I'm excited to be like, oh my gosh, I made this connection today. And you're like, oh my gosh, and I read that yesterday. Or it's fun for us, I think. Um, we met each other in a place that we were over all of our like doubts. And mm. so like the spiritual intimacy was always a big piece of like why I found him attractive was that he like loved God fully. Um, so I don't really feel like I get to speak to that, honestly. Yeah. I encourage people to find that and look for that mm-hmm. um, because I feel like the world is hard enough. And if I was evangelizing, evangelizing in my home and outside of it, I would be very tired. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Yeah. But I do, I've seen beautiful things happen. I believe the verse that says you save your spouse through marriage. And I've seen incredible examples of that and um people becoming believers because of their spouse being persistent Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but not nagging but just like i think that verse even goes on to say out of like your innocence or blamelessness like they will see god or something to that effect um that's the kaylee international version (laughs) kdv yeah the kdv that's uh Yeah, no, we were just talking to a friend of ours about adoption and how she was all in on it and her husband was not. 
and she was asking advice about how do I convince my husband to want to adopt? It's like, you can't, you can ask God to change their heart. And she was, and what happened was all of a sudden they were just sitting there and he's like, Oh yeah, I signed us up for an adoption program last night or whatever. And like, it just like, that's, it's not, you're not going to win them over. You can't, you can't save people. Right. Well, through, you know, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And I think, I think it is just, it sounds cliche, but through prayer and change, asking God to change their heart and mold their heart and they will, it will, it, it will happen. Yeah. Like they'll bring it up guaranteed. Her mentor said to her, stop talking about it, start praying about it. And that's when it shifted. And I do believe that. And I, and she was even hesitant when he started to be like, come around to it, to be like, I prayed for this. And she didn't. And she didn't accept like the glory of like, well, you're here because I prayed for it. Like she let yeah. God do his thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's really yeah. important too. Yeah, that's how, good. How loud is our ice and our ice coffee in your spirit? <laughs> I'm done. That was my last sip. <laughs> it's fine. Blank. It's because the Dickersons are drinking ice coffee. Whiskey. No. What? No. <laughs> Either way, we're we're fine with it. Either way, yeah. Well, it's new, so you know. So right. could be either. You know, it's now's really the transition time. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. It could be if you wanted it to be. <laughs> it depends no on what no depends on when you're at all. Bed. No judgment. Yeah, honestly. The sun just came out, so that's yeah. a good indicator. That's that's a good been, time. Yeah, it was it was super <laughs> stormy here today. It was crazy. Oh yeah. It's kind of been that way down here too. Um, Oh gosh. I just thought of something and just slipped right in my head. Oh, I was just going to add to that before I move on to the next question that your obedience will uh, be like the fruit that they need to see mm-hmm. also. Like mm-hmm. you, you just do your thing. You just do what the yeah. Lord's told you. And the, the way that he operates is for his glory, right? Like everything that we do is for his glory. So in his glory, you will be a witness or like they will be a witness to that in your life just because of your obedience. Um, so anyway, that was just, I'm just adding that. Yeah. That little little tidbit. You better pray. Two more questions. (laughs) Okay. What is something that people would be surprised to know about you both individually as a couple, doesn't matter, whatever it is. I feel like we're a pretty open book. I feel like there's not much people don't know about us. I know I'm trying to think to answer for you. I think it'd be surprising to people knowing our Enneagram numbers that he is the more structured one than me. That mm. is surprising. That is yeah, surprising. Our suitcases are a great indicator yes. of that. Yes. I'm I am a I'm not a dirty three, I'm a messy three. Like there's a difference between a dirty house and a messy house. A hundred percent. I tear things apart and like leave things out to whatever I'm headed to. So I don't put it back. Yeah. And he is more wake up, make the coffee, have his quiet time, way more disciplined than me. Yes. Way more structured. Which is the surprising seven in growth. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm just like, I want to hear more about that. Not right now, but nine. Wait, say again. And I'm just like the three permanently in stress. No, you are not. My gosh. 
<laughs> no, I you are that. in growth. Just so um, uh, your your priorities are the people, not the things. Yeah. So a lot of times that's what the things get tossed aside because you're prioritizing the people. Like a solid conversation is going to make you late. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Yeah. That's actually one of the best things that all of the people who I probably, um, I don't know, collect, I guess. Um, (laughs) You are a collector of, of souls. I do. I like to collect people. Um, the, the people that I collect the most or like keep the closest are the ones that care about other people the most. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I always, and I always want to learn from that. I always want, that's probably why I collect them. So, because I'm like, I want to be, I want to make sure I'm like that. You are like that. I won't affirm you. Thank you. Okay. The last question, what are you most excited about in your relationship during this season? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, ooh, I got one. Ooh. I am excited to be her champion right now with her podcasts and her Coffee with Kaylee adventures because uh, she has been my champion for a decade. Like, shooting all my music videos and driving the van and designing the merch, selling the merch at the shows. Like she was, she was all in on my dreams and she made them her own. And so now I'm so pumped to like watch her do her thing, her podcast and her, her coffee with Kaylee meetups at the shows and everything. And I don't know, I'm just like so excited to hear about it every night and hear how each episode went and uh just to be finally get to champion her in her dreams and you know she's like a a perfectionist threes are and she's she if she's not going to do it unless it's going to be the best and the fact that she puts this out there week after week and she you know she's it's nothing's ever going to be perfect but the fact that she got over that and now has this whole thing that have touched so many lives has, uh, it's just been like a proud husband moment for me. That is very sweet. I'll, I'll echo that. Like it is really precious. Like I, this morning was like getting coffee, whatever. And he was like, I went downstairs and set up all your podcast stuff, you know, and just like going over and above, I am not having to ask for help. Like he's just like taking the initiative. Like he set up all the, audio for this and like it's just really it is a new season it's like fresh for us Mm -hmm. not like you didn't help me with other stuff but it's just different and that is really fun I think seeing him as a dad in this season is like the most attractive thing on the planet I'm like yeah that you could not be hotter than you are right now like tackling our son and like getting into giggle like that and like I it's like so special to me um and now also we're in like a season in a hard way, like it's exciting and hard. Like we're touring again. We had a baby in a pandemic. And so we were just home. And so now traveling with him feels a little bit like whiplash. And now that like I'm working too, and um, it's exciting though. Like we're, we thrive on the road. We love, I could, I could just live on the road and never 
get off our bus. I really could. Like, I just love it. And it's honestly easier. There's less to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> There's no lawn. There's no, like, river coming through the back that's, like, because it's been raining too much, you know? There's nothing. Yeah. There's no siding falling off our bus. <laughs> yeah, no squirrels <laughs> in the bus attic. Just our home attic. Yeah, just something. I really, we do love touring together, and so that is super exciting that we're getting to do that, and we're about to hit the road with Mr. Tim McGraw. So amazing! It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. When like, does real life? When is that kicking off? End of the last month. last weekend of April. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. And going until first week of June. So it's like 15 something shows, 18. Not a ton. Yeah, it's a perfect little tour. Let me see. 19. Yeah, Yeah. whatever. So not 200. Yeah, no. So we get to we get to do that and then uh hit CMA Fest. He's playing the stadium at Nissan this year. No. Incredible. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So awesome. Crazy. Yeah. We're freaking out. I think so, it announced today. Uh, yeah, it announced today. That is so exciting. Insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I once we once we're done here, I have to tell you the whole story about it. Yeah, that's amazing. I want to hear it. Um, well, man, okay. Well, then let's get to normal life stuff. And I want to thank y'all for coming on. Thank you for hanging out on Wild Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you, so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B, and my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.